Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the show, engineering, producing. What's up, Kevin? It's been a minute. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing uh, pretty good. I've been thinking about bringing out my canoe because we've had so much rain in Los Angeles the last week. Uh, you might need a canoe to get to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this rain out here has been a little wild. It's gotten, I mean, you know, I guess it rained yesterday. But you know what it's doing for me? is I don't have to turn on my sprinklers. Yeah, and that yeah. saves me a whole lot of damn money because my water bill is through the roof. I don't yeah. know about yours, but my yeah. water bill is just... <laughs> Never mind that. What about the gas bill? That's a whole other topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting us, they getting us out here, man. They're getting us out here in, uh, in California, especially L.A. But, uh, yes, we are back. It's been a minute. I think we were, we were gone last week because I was sick as a dog, and then I was in Joshua Tree, which was amazing. Um, but we are back, and we got some football to talk about. You know, we got the draft coming up. We're going to talk about some Ja Moran and the Grizzlies. But first up. So we are in the second week of Lamar Jackson having the non-exclusive franchise tag put on him, and we still have no movement with what's going on between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and any of these these teams. And I have actively, Kevin, actively been looking uh, for Lamar Jackson news every single day I wake up. Why? Because I am hoping the 49ers are doing something, anything to possibly get Lamar Jackson. And I know people might be saying, that's insane. They're not going to go get Lamar Jackson. Hey, man, don't shit on my dreams, okay? Don't shit on my dreams. <laughs> Don't squash my hopes. I am hoping that we are doing something. And it's, hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. It's feasible, okay? We can make a trade. Um, once Lamar signs that tag, if he signs that tag, teams can negotiate. It doesn't have to be two first-round picks if you ain't got two first-round picks to give. You could just make the best deal that the Ravens might want to take, right? Um, and I would say for the 49ers, we could give up Trey Lance, uh, that's a, a promising quarterback that you could build around if, if, if that's what you want to do and get in returns for Lamar. Uh, we could trade Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a, a receiver that we ain't trying to be paying no $100,000, $100 million to play receiver because he's nice, but he ain't that damn nice. And then we could trade a couple of first-round picks. Hell, we trade a first-round pick from next year and uh, maybe a, a, a third-round pick. You know what I'm saying? That is a little something to trade, to give away, to get Lamar and, and get something back. I'm just, I'm just brainstorming here. Hell, I said if we have to give up Nick Bosa, I'll give up Nick Bosa without batting an eye. And people lost their minds on Twitter. Are you crazy? You don't give up a Nick Bosa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you all to understand something. No team is winning a damn Super Bowl because they have a very good defensive pass rusher. Okay, that is not swaying the games. That's not winning a Super Bowl. You start it with having an MVP type quarterback, and the 49ers ain't had that since Colin Kaepernick. He was he he didn't win no MVP, but people starting to act like they forgetting that Colin Kaepernick when he played for the Niners, that two year window where they went to the Super Bowl and then went to the the uh, NFC Championship the year the year the next year against the Seahawks and lost and barely got the Super Bowl again. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was that dude. 
Okay, we are we are forgetting because it's been so long, and he had the whole you know people talking about the 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 kneeling and all this stuff. That dude was a problem, and he is the realization of what the NFL quarterbacks are today: dudes who got rocket arms and can run with the damn ball. Okay, Lamar Jackson would be insane in this offense with McCaffrey, <laughs> with Debo, with Kittle, with that offensive line. Oh, my God. He is what Kyle Shanahan has been looking for since RG3. This would be insane. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just talking my wishes out loud. But let's talk about Lamar Jackson and what's going on here. So he signed the non-exclusive franchise tag, which is going to pay him 32 point something million dollars. And being non-exclusive, it allows other teams to try to possibly sign him to an offer sheet, which the Ravens could match. And you know why there's a problem with that. Because if the Ravens can match it, basically you're saying all these other teams, we're basically negotiating for the Ravens because the Ravens will probably just come behind and match whatever offer we sign Lamar to. And so built in that, you know it just sounds like it's collusion because we know what Lamar what we don't know exactly what Lamar wants. He does not have an agent out there telling us what the deals are or whatever. All we're starting to get is little pieces from his representative, and we're getting pieces from the Ravens saying that he wanted this, or we tried to do this, and he said no, right? And Lamar's coming back saying, nah, I didn't ask for this, I'm asking for that, right? We ain't getting none of that, right? What we do know is the Ravens are stupid. The Ravens are stupid. They've been stupid. And they're getting stupider. They have, they should have gotten this done two years ago. After he won that MVP, after his third season in the league, they should have gotten him a new deal. That's what most people do with their quarterbacks. They up the new deal, right? Josh Allen, after three years, got an extension, got his new money, okay? That's what people do. But the Ravens, for some reason, Lamar Jackson couldn't come to an agreement. And Lamar Jackson has never had an agent. It's always been his mom representing him. And that's what they that's what he did when he got into the league, right? So there's a lot going on about why Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent and he should have an agent. And people are going on and on. Man, he should have an agent. If he had an agent, things would get done. Guys, I need y'all to, to really just understand this. I'm going to break this down for you and tell you what it is. Lamar Jackson doesn't need an agent. You need an agent in your field, right? Now, I'm talking to you. That I'm assuming that you are not an expert or at the top of the food chain at whatever you do, whoever is listening to this, okay? I got actor friends who are like, man, I need an agent. Yeah, you need an agent because you're not Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is at the top of the food chain he does not need an agent. Yeah, he's got one. And you know why Denzel Washington has an agent? Because of convenience. Yo, I don't want to have to be out there dealing with these negotiations. I don't want to be out there having to, you know, fill these offers and take the calls my damn self. I'd rather have somebody doing it. I'll pay in, in our in our field, it's 10%, right? I'll pay the 10%. Here, go ahead. I'll have an agent. I'll have a manager, whatever. Lamar Jackson doesn't need an agent. There are only 32 teams in the world who would be vying for his services and not even all 32 of them because there's about 15 that have their quarterbacks in place or a future that they're building with the quarterback they have there now right so really it comes down to maybe 10 teams 
in this league who are actually in the business of needing a Lamar Jackson or wanting a Lamar Jackson. You don't need an agent when you know that there's these 10 teams and they're right here. We know what Lamar Jackson is. We know where he's at. We know how to reach him. You don't need an agent to be reaching out to these teams. Yeah, but then the but the agents can be negotiating. There ain't no negotiation going on here. Lamar Jackson, all he needs is a copy of Deshaun Watson's contract and a pen and some whiteout. That's all that's needed. And there's been reports coming out saying that he doesn't even want Deshaun Watson's deal, right? He's saying that he Lamar has been tweeting saying that he put that they offered him three years, $133 million, right? Guaranteed. He turned that down. Why? Maybe it wasn't enough years. And now it's coming out, he's saying that he didn't want exactly Deshaun Watson money, but he wanted more years on the contract, right? So he wanted some guaranteed money and some more years on the contract. And so people are speculating, well, could he have been saying, I want $200 million and, you know, $200 million guaranteed and give me six year a six-year deal? We don't know because there is no agent putting out the news, but we don't need it. Why do we? We, we don't need it. Therefore, Lamar Jackson doesn't need the agent because nobody is negotiating. Lamar Jackson knows what he wants. His mama could get on the phone with the Ravens and say, this is exactly what we want. Do you guys want to pay it? The Ravens have obviously said they don't want to pay it. So there that is. We're going to put this, this franchise tag on you. Okay, now, any other teams out there, if you guys want Lamar, all you have to do is call Lamar's mama and say, yo, how much do you guys want? Lamar can say, this is what we want. Are you guys willing to pay it? If they say no, then we go back and we either have this franchise tag that we're signing or we're not signing. And that means we're going to sit out the year. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be any more complex than that. The agent, people people just give these, because it's the title of agent, people act like it's so sophisticated. We got to do this. Dog, it's not sophisticated at all. The agents work for you. My agents work for me. I need an agent in my field because I'm not at the top of the food chain in my field. I need those agents out there trying to find me work, trying to find people to let me work on their projects. But if I'm the rock, I don't need no damn agent. They know The Rock. They know what type of movies they want to do. If they want to do an action film, somebody's action film, and I ain't got no agent, all they got to do is get in touch with me. We'll figure out how much we want to do this for. I'll get a lawyer to look over the particulars. Uh, if I get hurt, if I do this, yada, 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 how many points I'm going to get on the back end. That's all we need. Stop talking about an agent here. It's not necessary. You're putting limitations on what your life is onto Lamar. He doesn't need an agent. And people can say, well, you know, you, it's, it's just a little bit of money. Yo, hold up, hold up. Stop counting people's pockets, first of all, okay? $200 million, a 3% three is what the agents get. 3% of $200 million, that's $6 million. And you can say, well, he's got $194 million more. But why do I got to give this $6 million away? How come that $6 million can't just go to my mama? How come that $6 million can't go to the rest of my family, right? Maybe we don't like giving away money for nothing when we don't need to. Okay, And there's a lot here at work, and I'm getting more fascinated at this by the day because people just don't understand what is at play here. Lamar Jackson is fighting a battle. He's fighting a battle that 
Sometimes you got to go at this thing alone and you got to be the solo dude to break down the system. There was a great article I read last week in The Athletic. I forget who wrote this, but he compared Lamar Jackson. He's kind of talking in Lamar Jackson in terms of Kurt Flood. And Kurt Flood is the father of free agency. We would not have these players being able to decide where they want to go, where they'd like to play and for how much if Kurt Flood had never taken the stance that he did. There's always going to be pushback when you're trying to fight against a regime change or a status quo change, right? I, I, I don't want to compare. I'm not comparing Lamar Jackson to Martin Luther King here, but I want you guys to understand at a point early in Martin Luther King's life and, and start as a, you know, an activist and, 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 a, and a movement maker and even throughout it. There were people who thought this dude was out of his damn mind. Don't be out here causing trouble with these white people. Don't be out here change. We got it good. Why are you trying to mess up things? There were people fighting against that. And now as time has gone on, we see that dude was fighting for just and noble reasons. It just took time for us to understand it as a whole, right? Lamar Jackson is fighting a huge fight here. He's fighting for people to get guaranteed contracts. That's huge. If Lamar, th Now, there, not, there might not be a bunch of people out there saying, yo, Lamar's doing it, and you ain't hearing nobody talking about it because people are quietly waiting to see what's going to happen here. Is Lamar going to win? That's why collusion is coming into play here because people are wondering, are these owners jumbling up together to make sure that they don't let this happen? Because if they give Lamar Jackson a bigger contract than Deshaun Watson, then what they got to pay, what they got to pay Joe Burrow, what they got to pay Herbert. It's coming down the line and they don't want this to become a thing. You're already starting to see it with these contracts. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when you watch and you see the way these contracts are going, now people are basically getting half of their contract guaranteed. Why? Because they're starting to give people more guaranteed money. Back in the day, that's not how it went. That's not how it went. You'd get a long contract and they would give you about a third of it up front. Now you're starting to see people are getting a little bit more than half. Hell, Jamal Williams just signed a three-year, $12 million contract with the Saints. $8 million was guaranteed up front. He got three-quarters of the damn thing guaranteed. It's moving in that direction. They're just trying to fight it from being 100%. But when you got dudes who are at the top of the food chain, you're going to have to make some changes. Deshaun Watson got that contract and you can talk about how crazy it is that the Browns did it and they should have never done it, but damn it, they did. And in this business of negotiation and money making, when somebody gets something next to you and you feel that you're worth more than they are, you have to fight for a dollar more. That's just what the game is. Imagine selling your house. You've got 10 houses on your damn block, right? The dude next door to you sold his house Two years ago for 700 The dude uh, on the other side of you just put their house on the market a month ago for 750 They got 800 when they sold, right? You decide you're going to sell your house. Are you going to sell your house, put it on the market for 750 or are you going to go with the new price that the dude just set? This dude just got 800 Why the hell would you put your house out there for 750 and risk only getting 750 or even less?
you got to put your house out there for 810, 805, right? Because you need to at least try to get more than what was just there. Or if you need to adjust the price, if nobody ain't trying to bite it, then you go back down. But you don't start backwards. That's hustling backwards. And that's why dudes hate cats like a Russ Wilson who went onto the market and took a lesser deal from the Broncos. He is setting the market backwards. You don't ever try to do that. If you're out there trying to make this thing better and greater for everybody coming behind you, you got to keep fighting for a dollar more. That's how it goes. So Deshaun Watson got that deal. And yes, the Browns overpaid and they fucked it up for all the owners. But for the players, you can't be going backwards with that. Now, if that is the standard, we got to keep going forward. And if we got to get locked out, we got to do whatever, then we got to do whatever. But Lamar Jackson ain't being no punk in this. Lamar Jackson is saying, I'm better than Deshaun Watson. And the stats prove so. He's got an MVP. Deshaun Watson doesn't. He's got a playoff win. I don't. Deshaun Watson does not. Right? So why would I take less money than a dude I think I'm better than? And I understand, I hear people talk about this. Well, if I was a Sean, I would t- if I was Lamar, I would take this. If I was Lamar, I'd just take that 200. Yeah, but that's you. You are willing to take what you are less, what you aren't worth. Lamar Jackson is fighting for being paid what he's worth and then some. That is the fight of a dude trying to change the landscape. And he doesn't have an agent. That is huge. If he does, (laughs) guys, understand this. If Lamar Jackson can get this guaranteed contract, get this money and get this thing going without an agent, do you understand how many people will use that as a blueprint to all of a sudden say they don't need an agent too? And they would be right. The top people do not need agents. The lower rung of talent in the NFL who is looking for jobs, who needs to seek employment, those people can use an agent. The top tier guys, all they need to do is open up their phone line and say, yo, who wants to pay the most money? That's it. And if that happens, that changes the landscape of agencies as well because then you're going to have people understanding We don't need these dudes. We don't need the middlemen here. We can do it on our own. They don't want that to happen. They don't want that to happen. So they place these dudes stories. They get these analysts talking about this kind of stuff. You get Skip Bayless and, and, and Shannon Sharp on there. Yo, if he had an agent, this wouldn't be going on. Yeah, if... If NFL athletes weren't using Twitter, we'd still have more analysts and more reporters actually covering the sports. But we don't. The game has changed. The landscape has changed. And Lamar Jackson is in this fight to change the landscape as well as get his money. And more power to him. I'm a union dude, and I'm a dude who fights for players. You will never, ever, 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 ever hear me come on here stunting for the owners or the management man please i don't understand how we ever got to this never ever ever side with the bosses never you are closer to the workers you are closer you joe average joe watching football at home you are more in line with the workers than you are with that billionaire dude who cuts the check why are you taking the stance of ownership? Well, he should get less money. Why would you ever say that? Why would you ever be on the side of somebody getting less money? 
I don't you <laughs> why? When did this happen? We should be fighting for our fellow workers, our fellow anybody to get a dollar more than they've ever gotten because that's how you get people paid more. But I understand most of y'all got a hater mentality in you and you don't like to see people succeeding if it ain't you. And even if it is you, you still don't think you worth it because you hate on yourself too. And that's a damn shame. I'm here for Lamar Jackson. I'm here for this fight. And I please hope and pray that he finds his way to the 49ers. We'll be back after the break. So NFL draft is coming up. We got these pro days that's been happening where, you know, the dudes out there and they shorts and T-shirts at the combine. You know, we got the short and T-shirt all-stars out there throwing, running, lifting weights, taking the Wonderlick tests and all that stuff. And, man, I don't care about none of that. I just, I, I, it's just, it, it's an entertainment property, NFL, and they got to do something to keep your attention, and they do but not mine. I don't give a damn about watching nobody go out there and throw in no damn shorts and no helmets on, no pads, nobody rushing them. Man, just show me when they get out there and the bullets are really flying, that's when I give a damn. All this stuff right now, watch the tape. This ain't showing you nothing if a dude could complete a pass when ain't nobody rushing them, when ain't nobody covering nothing. And so C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young just had their pro days and people are like this is one of the best pro days we've ever seen he completed all of his passes Doug, what, what i don't care if he went out there and didn't complete a single pass are you not going to draft him because he had a bad day on a tuesday in march you just saw this man ball out against georgia but he was against air and he had a bad day so i don't know if that dude could be the the, the leader of our franchise man stop it all this stuff is unnecessary, just nonsense. And it gets so much more nonsensical when people make these trades. The Panthers just traded. This, this, this is how ridiculous. The Panthers just traded two first-round draft picks and two second-rounders, plus a bona fide starting number one receiver in DJ Moore to the Bears to move up to the number one draft pick just to take a quarterback that they don't know can actually play in the NFL. Never seen. Haven't seen it. Back to different. We just talked about Lamar Jackson. Why the hell would you give all that up instead of just going to get Lamar Jackson? Why wouldn't you just trade the two first rounders that you needed to trade and sign Lamar Jackson? It, it just, it literally makes no sense. You're trade that. And in today's NFL, when damn near every draft pick makes the team because of the way the, the salaries are structured now, because the NFL ain't trying to pay all these veterans to be on the special teams. They ain't trying to pay veterans to be the backups. They'd rather just have rookies, right? Because you get them on these four-year, five-year deals, you get their options, you suppress the market by not having to pay no veterans to do this grunt work, which is the backups and, and, and the special teams. So in, a, in an era where, hell, I'm old enough, when I was a kid, I remember seventh-round draft picks, them dudes wasn't making the team. Sixth-round draft picks wasn't making the team. Fifth-rounders, ah, they might have an opportunity. Fourth-rounders, yeah, those are going to be some solid backups. Third, third and fourth-rounders were solid backups. Second-rounders were guys that you might be able to get a starter out of that. First-rounders, you knew they were starting, right, because they paid. They were getting paid a lot of money. They were going to start. It was, it was a no-brainer, right? 
Now you've got first, second, third, fourth rounders. Those guys are basically locked in. They're going to start. They're going to be playing games. Fifth, sixth, seventh, they're making the team. They're going to be on the team, and most likely your fifth and sixth rounders, they're going to start at some point. Hell, the most famous sixth rounder we just had this past this past season was DeMar Hamlin, and that dude was a sixth-round draft pick who had started a few games for the Buffalo Bills in his, in his two-year career. So you just gave away five starters if you're the Panthers you, because you gave a first-rounder, two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and DJ Moore, a starting bona fide wide receiver. You gave away a guaranteed number one receiver and starter and four other dudes who will likely be starters for you for the foreseeable next four to five years to draft either Bryce Young, who I think is special, but he's 5'10", 200 pounds, okay? We've got, we, we, we got to worry about that. We got to worry about the size. Or C.J. Stroud, who... Dope player, I still think Bryce Young is better, but Stroud has got a bigger NFL body. Or Anthony Richardson, who should not see the field for a complete season, right? He's got all the upside. He basically is Josh Allen with a lot more melanin, okay? Josh Allen did it at Wyoming, but Anthony Richardson has been a freak of nature at Florida in the SEC, and that dude is a workout monster. He went to the combine and looked amazing. Again. Got to see him throw against real people because I saw him throw against real people at Florida and he was about 50%. And that ain't cutting the mustard, okay? We're going to have to uh, see him do it for real on the NFL level, but not right away. He's got to sit a year. Terrible trade for the Panthers. Unbelievably horrible trade for the Panthers. Just send the first two number ones, get an MVP in Lamar Jackson, and keep your two second-round picks and keep DJ Moore. Like, I, I don't understand what... I just I just don't get it. I don't... Get it. And and when you've given away DJ Moore, you've given away these other starters, now you've made this quarterback have to be, he has to be an MVP because you have to have somebody who's going to elevate your team because you just lost four starters. You lost four starters. So now you need a dude who's good enough to make up for losing four starters. Is Bryce Young going to be better than, than Lamar Jackson? I don't know. All signs point to you. You can't. You can't assume that is is C.J. Stroud going to be better than Lamar Jackson? Is Anthony Richardson going to be better than Lamar Jackson? You don't. You're you're taking a guess. So why would you give away all that just to guess on it? Crazy to me. Just just insane to me. The Bears came up, and anybody who thought the Bears were actually going to trade. They were going to trade Justin Fields after having two full seasons with that guy, one and progressing from his first to his second season, looking amazing being able to run the ball while getting things done without having a real number one receiver around him at all, without having any weapons. You thought they would draft another quarterback with the first pick overall. Are you guys dumb? That would be the dumbest thing on the planet. But they came up. Now they've got all these draft picks. They've got things to put around him. I wish I thought they should stay put and just take Will Anderson or uh, or Jalen Carter. But Jalen Carter's been having all this trouble with the law and you know the speeding and then the racing. And then one of his teammates died from from uh, Georgia. And you know he's got all that around him. And he went to the combine and didn't look good, which I don't care again because 
yeah, he might not look good because the dude ain't really been able to work out. Dude ain't had his mind on it. He's, he lost a, a teammate, right? He's probably going through through some things right now. But on the football field, that dude is a monster. I would have stayed there and taken him. But it's just getting insane out here. Hell, look at the running. I, I, we were talking earlier about the running backs. These running back contracts are laughable. Hell, the best running backs in the game right now, uh, Saquon. Let's say Saquon. Let's say Saquon is the the, the best running back in the game. He, his franchise tag is $10 million, $10.6 million for a running back, for a dude who gets all the punishment in the world. They're not signing these guys at any deals. Nobody's trying to draft them in, in the first round anymore unless they're just out of this world talented. Right now we got, uh, uh, I think it's Bijan from uh, – from Texas, who's supposed to be the first running back taken, and they say he might go 10 or you know in the mid mid rounds or whatever. Doc, we are we are running the risk of vaporizing the running back position. Because why would you why would you do that? If I'm a college dude, if I'm a high school dude playing running back and I'm gonna go to college, I'm not I'm not going, I don't want to play running back. Put me a receiver. Let me play receiver, right? Because receivers are making all the money and they do less work. They're doing less of the work. Running backs are running through the middle of 300-pound linemen, getting hit, taking hits from linebackers, picking up blitzes from linebackers, you know, chipping on linemen. Their bodies are getting broken down at a faster rate, and they're doing it from the time they get to college, and they've got to do it for three years because the NFL won't let you come into the NFL until you've been three years removed from your high school. So for me, if I'm a dude who's playing running back in high school, I'm going to the I'm going to my college and I'm telling them, I'm redshirting this year. I'm not taking 300 carries in college. I'm not adding 300 carries to my body as a freshman, right? I'll redshirt this year. I'll give you two seasons. I'll give you the freshman and sophomore redshirt years, and then I'm gone, right? These dudes are getting there, especially if you're a dope freshman. You're playing right away. You're playing as a freshman. You're playing as a sophomore. You're playing as a junior. You're putting yourself at risk for three straight years, and you're adding all these carries to your body, and you get to the NFL, and they're only going to let you play through a four-year contract, and then they're going to franchise tag you and franchise tag you again, and by that time, you're 27, 28 years old, and nobody wants to give you a real deal because by the time you're 28, 29, your body's got too many carries on you. See, Zeke Elliott. Luckily, he got that bag. He is the last dude to get that real bag as a running back because it is done. They've already done the math on it. Once you get all these carries, they don't want to mess with you no more. So good luck finding... As the time goes on, good luck finding uh, an Adrian Peterson. Good luck seeing another Saquon. Good luck seeing another Derrick Henry. Those dudes are going to start playing other positions. They're going to go to receiver because that's where the money's at. They're, those running backs, those dudes are going to get better at throwing the ball because I'll play quarterback, and the NFL will let me run and throw the ball. Why would I just be back here as a running back making no money and taking all the abuse? That is the craziest thing that I'm seeing coming out of this NFL thing is the running back is being just, they're being erased. <laughs> and it used to be the position. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be a running back. I want to be a running back or quarterback. Those are the only two things I wanted to do. And now, hell with a running back. Man, get, I'll be a pass rusher. 
Them dudes getting paid $30 million a year. Running backs who take all this punishment are getting 10 mil. Jamal Williams, the touchdown leader in the NFL, just signed a three-year, $12 million deal. That is unbelievable. While Devontae Adams signs, uh, what, a five-year, $100 million deal to basically touch the ball less. That's adds, it's, it's just bonkers. I don't know what is happening here. But the landscape is changing. And so people are going to change with it. We'll see how it plays out. Back after the break. So John Morant came back last night, came off the bench in a win with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he put up like, came off the bench and he had like 18 points, you know, five rebounds, four assists, two steals or something like that. And (laughs) it's just, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think about this thing, right? Because there was all this talk about, you know, he's got to get this, he's going to get this help. And and apparently he checked into a counseling program in Florida, right? A counseling program in Florida left after a day. And then the NBA was like, yo, he's coming back. We're going to suspend him for, uh, he's suspended for five games and he can come back, but he'd already been kind of like out for, he missed like two games and he was, then the Grizzlies said he's going to miss three, three or four games. And then the NBA said he's going to miss five and then he's able to come back. And this is just, it's about the money, man, because the NBA has tied itself to with, with the, uh, the, the bargain agreement, they allowed whether or not a player is a first, second or third team NBA player to dictate how much money they can make on their contracts and the follow, you know, when they get these new contracts, which why do writers have that much say in somebody's like uh, listen to how that sounds these writers the writers are the people who vote on this so the writers have it in their hands to decide if a dude is going to make millions more money or not writers guys who don't play the sport guys who uh, their job is to write about these players they get to decide how much money these guys are going to make Don't you think that sounds just a little bit fishy? Don't you think that sounds a little bit funny? I don't, I don't understand why they would tether themselves to something like this, but that's why Ja came back. That's why Ja came back because there's 30, I think it's like 30 some odd million dollars at play here. If he doesn't make a first, second or third all NBA team, he loses $30 million. And had he been playing and kept on playing, of course he was going to be, on a, a second or third. He was gonna, I don't think he was going to be the first team NBA. That was going to be Luka and Steph. But, oh, and, and maybe not. It was going to be Luka for sure. And, you know, you got Tatum there. You got, uh, hell, you got Embiid. You got Jokic. You got Giannis. And then you've got Tatum and Luka. He was going to be on a second, third team All-NBA. But as it's going now and he's missing these games and he was going to miss the rest of the season, which I thought was possibly going to happen because if this was as serious as they're saying it was, he needed to take some time away. Right. And it wasn't because he had this little old dumbass gun. I mean, he basically had a baby gun in this video. It's the fact that the dude got on Instagram live and was twirling a gun around in a strip club for what? 
For who? For why? Like, that just looks like, and I know he's young and dumb, but that just looks extra dumb when you've got this much money coming in and you've got all this stuff going on. And I know he's he's young and we shouldn't be expecting him to think as a grown-ass person. But when you make decisions like that, you got to step back and be like, damn, is he is he just, is he super stupid? Like, why would you do that? So there had to be something going on. And maybe he had, you know, he had a drinking problem. He had a substance abuse problem, something. And so when you heard that he was going to counseling and you had other, you know, NBA insiders saying, I think it's more serious with John. He really needs to take a step back and take care of some things. Like he's going to check into a counseling program and take care of himself. Man, that dude was out in one day. So what are we supposed to do about that? I mean, how do, so now if y'all ain't taking it serious and we know it's about the money, then what are we supposed to do here? So now how do we have sympathy for this dude or how do we have any real empathy for him if he went and got healed supposedly in a day, right? Of course he didn't. There, of course he's got whatever's going on with him or if they just did this counseling thing as a, you know, I'm saying like a, a, a PR move so that people would care. But once you do that, you've got to make him stay there a little bit longer. You, everybody knows ain't nobody getting healed in a day at no counseling program. What kind of counselor was it? Was it for drinking? Was it for drugs? Was it for, uh, you know what I'm saying, for, for anxiety? What was it? We don't even know. But when you got the public thinking about it like that, Doug, you're trying to win this PR battle. You're losing by having this guy go for one day of rehab. That, that, that just ain't enough. Ain't enough. Now, I hope that, you know, maybe he got the message like, yo, yeah, hey, man, you better lose these, these meals right here. Uh, stop getting on Because basically all he needs to do is somebody just take his phone away from him. Don't let that boy be on Instagram Live flashing guns at a strip club. Be at the strip club and enjoy the damn strip club if that's what you want to do. Get your phone. Stop this. Stop. Like, Instagram Live is the worst idea ever for anybody who's in the public sphere, unless you're doing something about your job. If you ain't talking about your job on Instagram Live, stay off of Instagram Live, especially if you're a damn celebrity or you're a high-profile person. There is no reason. It can only go bad. It can only go bad when you're doing something that ain't about your business. And the Grizzlies, they have just turned, literally, they have turned into, they're just the team that you hate. And that's good. It's good for entertainment, right? I do not I I used to like the Grizzlies because I like I like John Moran. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. But when you get on there and you start talking about, I ain't worried about nobody in the West. I'm good in the West. I I'm, I'm worried about the Celtics. Uh everybody coming for you, Doc. And I like it. I love the I love the bravado. Yo, keep it up. I can't wait to see somebody come at you. Dylan Brooks. I can't stand Dylan Brooks, but I love Dylan Brooks. Like, I love the fact that that dude is out there willing to talk, willing to talk trash. He got killed by Draymond Green on the podcast, but on the floor, uh, the Warriors can't touch the damn Grizzlies. The Grizzlies keep whooping that ass. So much to the point that Klay Thompson had to be over there count, showing his rings off, making them count his rings, counting his rings on the TV. Dog, shut up, man. Don't nobody care about you counting these damn rings right now. What have you done for me lately? Okay, yeah, you won a championship. That's cool. But we busting your ass on this court right now. Don't nobody care about what happened over there. We weren't even playing y'all in the damn championship. So what you talking about? Chill. That is the question. That, that's Cordy. Don't be, hey, man, count my rings, count my rings. No, no, scoreboard. We whooping y'all ass right now. We whooped your ass last week. Stop counting your damn rings and get out there and, and beat us. How about you beat us one-on-one? 
But I love it. I love the back and forth. I love the animosity. And I love that Dylan Brooks just keeps on. And he's, showing, he's the heel. He is the wrestling heel now in the NBA. He's got beef with everybody. There's a quote come from him somewhere all the time. I mean, you saw the thing with, with, uh, with Kyrie Irving. They tried to exchange jerseys. Dylan Brooks. Uh, took Kyrie jersey and Kyrie was like, nah, I'm good off yours. Like, this is becoming the best theater on the planet. I love it. I hope he keeps it up. Um, we've got to get Golden State Memphis in the playoffs. I need seven games of this. I have to see this. I need to see Draymond and Dylan on the court at the same time. It is going to be fantastic. Please, God, if you real, if you listening, Give me Memphis Golden State in the playoffs this year. If it don't happen, you ain't real. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. My name is Reggie Watkins. Thank you so much. Rate us, review, and subscribe, comment. Don't be hating. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, share it, and make sure you're checking us out on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. B-L-E-A-V.com. Kevin Cleland, my man, engineer and producer, running the show. Thank you so much. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.